Okay, next question. Should a layperson direct their energy to overcoming fears and insecurities in the sensual world, or are these better resolved through meditation? Is it better to become successful in the sensual world, as Siddhartha was, or to strive for Nibbana? Um, first of all, Siddhartha, as you're, as you're um, referring to him, doesn't, isn't the actual historical Siddhartha Gautama. Siddhartha was a book written by Herman Hesse, and it's probably more based on Hinduism than, than Buddhism. Um, the point being that according to the Buddhist teaching, let's not even say according to the Buddhist teaching, according to um, meditation experience, or let's say Buddhist meditation, um, insight meditation, you will find that the indulgence in sensuality never helps you to overcome it. That the acceptance of your feelings and your wants and your desires and the pleasure that comes from wanting something is good to acknowledge. But the development, the um, um, creation of that desire or the, the um, following after that desire in terms of suppose I want to, um, suppose I have sexual lust and I think, okay, well, I'm, I feel repressed, I should go and uh, f find a prostitute or, or however Siddha Siddhartha did it, um, you know, to sort of work that out. It doesn't work because you're, you're reinforcing, you're creating a reinforcing behavior, reinforcing the addiction. Um, I guess I've heard, I've been told that it works to um, overcome repression for people who grew up in, in a repressed state where they weren't allowed to experiment with such things, where they weren't allowed, you know, where it was considered sin or taboo or you had to wait till you're married or something, um, that, that it helped them to, to, to come to terms with that. And I can appreciate that, but uh, I would say rather than dealing with the issue, it's going to the opposite extreme. It's trying to beat out one extreme with another extreme. Um, and, the, you know, that may sound good because in physics, you know, you, you, you cancel a positive with a negative. But what it does to the mind actually is, is brings it, sends it spinning back and forth from one extreme to the other. Um, it doesn't give you a balanced mind. There, there's no canceling out of an extreme practice with another extreme practice. Uh, in Buddhism and in reality. The the way of working at one extreme is to slowly bring yourself towards the center. When you go over to the other extreme, you're creating um, an, an even more imbalance in the mind. Um, it can help to work out some of the the, the um, repression, repression sides, but it's it's just giving the, the contrary, another wrong practice, which is the addiction to, to the sensuality. Um, if, if you feel repressed, if you feel uh, like you're not comfortable with your addictions, um, then just start accepting them. Start accepting the uh, the wants and the needs. Uh, and on the other hand, if you're addicted to them, on the, in the same sense, accept them. Uh, or, or I guess another way of putting it from that side, if you're addicted, if you're um, constantly striving after them, just you know, catch yourself. Say, I don't need that. Wanting something doesn't mean uh, that I should strive after it, that I need it. Wanting is not needing. Uh, and if you can teach yourself both of those things, 
then there's no need to go to either extreme. That wasn't exactly your question, but that has to do with the, the book Siddhartha, which I read when I was in high school. Um, so the question is whether it's better to stay in the sensual world or strive for, for Nibbana. But I guess that's the important thing, is that the Buddha himself never... Uh, gain, didn't gain anything from, from sensuality. As Siddhartha Gautama, he, he said he learned nothing for, for, 29, for 29 years uh, in, in sensuality. And I think that's the truth. I don't think much is to be gained by living in the world because you are constantly bombarded by uh, sensual pleasure. And if your mind is not trained in meditation you're constantly following after your desires uh, your desires and your aversions something good comes up you follow it something bad comes up you run away from it um everything starts with meditation there's no question there's no there, there should be no no balancing of your practice the first thing you have to do is settle yourself in the truth in reality and that comes from meditation the more you can meditate the better if you have the time the energy the ability the um, the good fortune to be able to pull yourself away from society um, and 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 strive for nibbana. If you can reach nibbana, then there's no there's no worry for you. There's no problem, uh, and that should be the basis of your 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 goal your um, path in life. Reach nibbana first. Worry about everything else later. Um, and the the closer you become, or the the the, the more enlightened a person becomes then the easier it is for them to, to live in the world without becoming addicted or attached or, or um, caught up in the objects of the sense. So, um, you know, to each their own, but uh, if you ask me, I would say strive for Nibbana first. Strive for freedom from suffering. Strive for enlightenment. And enlightenment means wisdom, means understanding. Practice meditation. Meditation is the examination of reality, the studying of reality, to see it for what it is, to understand it and to not get caught up in it. Once you can do that, then there's uh, nothing that can stop you in the world. There's nothing which can, can give rise to um, clinging, craving, wanting, needing, uh, or aversion um, and, distra and stress. Okay, so I hope that helps. That's uh, my take. Go for it. Start meditating.